Hello and welcome to the weekend wrap for the week on Wednesday. My name is Ben Davison and I'm coming to you live from the Queenscliff Literary Festival where Van will later this afternoon be hosting a panel on the importance of the ABC, the National Broadcaster. And of course, on Sunday mornings, as always, we have got up early to watch Insiders. So you didn't have to. I'm sure many of you did, though. So let's get into it because it's been a huge, huge week in Australian politics politics and of course we are now less than a week away from the federal election and this week what a week what a week it's been we've seen the Labor Party campaign on labor issues that's right Anthony Albanese has said that wages should keep pace with the cost of living and that workers shouldn't go backwards this apparently was a grand scandal a grand scandal for the Morrison government to try and exploit. By the end of the week, it had become clear, though, that actually working people in Australia believe their wages should keep pace with the cost of living. An almost unbelievable position if you were to read the Murdoch newspapers. Somehow or another, a dollar an hour increase was going to destroy the economy. Anthony Albanese was on Insiders this morning, and the point he made that was so, so resonant was that there are now working people in this country who have jobs, who get paid wages, and are now relying on food banks to put food on the table. The question for this election is, do you want to elect a Morrison government that will cut pay as it already has done over the last 18 months and will continue to do for the next 18 months at least? and see working people rely on food banks, rely on charity just to survive? Or do you want a Labor government that supports an increase in the minimum wage, that supports an increase for aged care workers, that supports more housing availability at a social and affordable housing level? That's the real choice here. And really, insiders made that choice quite stark. Josh Frydenberg was on as well. He refused to support a 5.1% increase in the minimum wage. He said it would be inflationary. We know this is not true. We know this is not true because Josh Frydenberg's own head of treasury has said that in fact, there is room for an increase in wages given the rate of inflation, given the rate of productivity growth. In fact, 5.1% would be well below well below having an inflationary impact. And of course, other economists have said similarly as well. The reality is that wages have gone backwards. They will go backwards another $2,000 this year if Morrison is re-elected and nothing changes. And we're starting to see more and more that perhaps people do want a change. There have been record numbers of people pre-polling, record numbers of people getting postal votes, people getting out early and often, as the saying goes, there is little doubt, little doubt that Morrison is on the nose. So much so that Scott Morrison, who started the election campaign with, I'm Scott Morrison, you may not like me, but you know me, so re-elect me, has shifted to, I'm Scott Morrison, and baby, I can change. Of course, what's become clear since Friday, keeping in mind it's now only Sunday, the 15th of May, since he announced that he could change on Friday, he in fact has not changed. He has doubled down. He has doubled down on all of his awful positions. Doubled down 
on having a federal ICAC with no teeth, doubling down on his horrendous support for bigots in his caucus, doubled down on wanting wage cuts and demanding workers accept them. In fact, I was at a protest on Friday, Friday morning into Friday afternoon at Beveridge, where the Prime Minister was due to meet with some childcare workers at a campaign stop. I was part of a choir singing April Sun in Cuba and holding up core flutes with Scott Morrison in his floral crown. Scott Morrison, of course, avoided our choir, avoided talking to actual people. By the time he arrived, all of the parents and children from the childcare centre had all but left. And he was then surrounded by a bunch of middle-aged white guy, Liberal Party members and donors, one assumes, and of course the staff themselves. What's interesting in the stories that covered that uh, little visit is that it was Scott Morrison's birthday and the staff provided him a birthday cake. And alongside that birthday cake was another little cake of gold coins with a dollar sign candle on top. And if you know anything about childcare workers, you will know that was most likely a subtle protest at the fact that childcare workers in this country, the people who care for our children, who are responsible for their most early development and educational needs, are among the lowest paid, the lowest paid people in our economy. And Scott Morrison has consistently refused, refused to support increases in their wages. So when you look at the news.com article or any article where Morrison is blowing out the candles and you see the little pile of coins, know that that's not people wishing him good wealth and good fortune, but wishing he would provide them just a little more in their pay packet, as he has steadfastly refused to do. Of course, today, Morrison will launch the Liberal Party campaign officially while he is in Brisbane. And interestingly, that launch has been prefaced with a policy announcement around allowing people over 55 to sell the family home and put the money into superannuation. This, of course, is just another example of Morrison's failing grip on older voters. The last election, he maintained that grip through a series of lies about different taxes and what Labor wasn't actually going to do. Now, he knows that older voters are concerned that the economy is tanking, inflation is rising, property prices are dropping, and in fact, their retirement savings are being eaten away by poor economic management. Now, he is offering them the opportunity to sell their family home and put more money into their retirement savings. This, of course, is the same Scott Morrison who kicked 300,000 Australians off the pension when he was Social Services Minister. The same Scott Morrison who supported the robo-debt criminal activity. The same Scott Morrison who has supported and advocated for the cashless debit card. Scott Morrison does not support 
older Australians. He does not support retired Australians. It's the same Scott Morrison who has made it almost impossible for people trying to access the NDIS to do so without legal support and representation. He is not supporting the most vulnerable people in our society. He is not facilitating their economic participation. As it was described on Insiders Today, for every dollar we spend in childcare, the economy receives $2 in economic benefit. For every dollar we invest into the NDIS, we receive $2.25 in economic benefit. For every dollar that we invest in older Australians, there is economic benefit as they spend and circulate that money in their local small businesses. Scott Morrison has lost his grip, lost his grip over that cohort. And for his campaign to be now lurching to try and re-establish that grip tells us a lot about where we're at. Of course, Morrison's promise to change is the other key example of Morrison's problem. He can't change, he's not interested in changing, and quite frankly, he wouldn't know what to change to even if he was. We're going to see over the next six days a huge ramp up, a huge ramp up in advertising, in press conferences, in doorstops, in random announcements as the government flails towards failure and defeat. But that will only happen if people keep up the pressure. We know, we know that Australia needs a pay rise. We know that we need more secure employment. We know that the rise of the gig economy in aged care, the NDIS, and now into other parts of the economy is severely damaging job security. So much so that even one of the delivery food delivery companies has struck a deal with the Transport Workers Union of Australia because the reality is Australian businesses need a level playing field. We can't have foreign multinational private equity funds coming into this country, exploiting our workers, undercutting our wages and making everyone a quote unquote entrepreneur. Frankly, most support workers, most care workers, most delivery drivers are not entrepreneurs. They don't want to be entrepreneurs. They want to do their job and be paid a fair wage for doing it. That's all working people in this country have ever asked for. This election is actually one of the most stark choices that Australians have been presented for a long, long time. More pay cuts, more job insecurity or rising wages, improved job security. That's the fundamental. That's the fundamental. On top of that, of course, we've seen Peter Dutton at the end of this week make wild and unsubstantiated claims about the Chinese Navy. In fact, on Insiders Today, they said that it was just not a statement of fact what he was saying, that in fact he was simply 
making things up in effect. Was there a Chinese naval vessel uh, in international waters off the coast of Australia? Yes, there was. Is that unprecedented? No, in no way is it unprecedented. In fact, Chinese naval vessels have docked in Australian ports before. This, of course, is quite common. This is what naval vessels do. They sail on the open seas. What was more disturbing, and perhaps why Peter Dutton had decided to spin this particular tale, was that the American government, the American government, has said that it would only have gone ahead with the AUKUS, that's the nuclear submarine deal, uh, with the bipartisan support of Labor and Liberal parties in Australia, and that it believed that the Morrison government had secured that bipartisan support before the announcement of the deal. Now, Dutton and Morrison only spoke to Labor on the night before the deal was announced. This flies in the face of the Americans' understanding of the situation. Now, Morrison has a history of lying, a history of lying to foreign leaders. He has lied to the French. He has lied to the Americans. It would appear he's lied to the Solomon Islands. It would appear that he has lied to the Prime Minister of New Zealand in the past. He has certainly lied to the Australian people. He cannot be trusted to secure our nation. It's a sad thing to have to say, but he has wasted money, he has allowed rorts in the Defence Department, and he has lied to our allies, and heavens knows what he has said to our opponents. He puts Australians at risk with this behaviour, and this is why the Americans have come out publicly and said what they have said, because they clearly have concerns about his trustworthiness. And he wants access to nuclear submarines. Now, as I say, record numbers at pre-poll, lots and lots of campaigning still to be done. I encourage everyone to check out the week on Wednesday this week. Van and I will do a big in-depth on voting and how it works, what it means. Van will be in Sydney for the final week of the campaign. I will still be in Victoria. Uh, We don't know where we'll be just yet on election day. And of course, the weekend wrap next weekend, we will cover off all of the results as they as they stand on the Sunday. Of course, we may not have the final results, but we will have results as they stand. Big, huge shout out and thanks to everyone who has supported our Buy Me A Coffee page. That page has allowed us to stay advertising and expanding our audience, more and more people, um, obviously through your likes, shares, uh, through your comments, has all been fantastic. But the support through the supporter page has allowed us to continue to advertise and grow the audience, even despite the huge influx of money that's coming in from the different political parties and campaigns at this stage. And your support allows us to continue to get the message out there. Of course, 
don't forget to join your union. So many great union campaigns and activities going on. As I say, I went with some of my union comrades on Friday to Beveridge uh, to join the choir singing April Sun in Cuba. Morrison hated it so much he refused to front up. Uh, Union comrades obviously doing little protests where they can in workplaces. If you look closely in the background, look closely at the footage, look closely at the photos, you'll see that there are working people in almost every Morrison every Morrison appearance who are clearly sending a message through their facial expressions, through their body language, through how they've arranged different props. And you will see that working people have had enough of a government that demands we take pay cuts. Now, if you want pay increases and more secure employment, join your union, australianunions.org.au slash join. You can do that right now online. Check it out. Get signed up. And if you want to get active in a campaign, then obviously you can join your union and join your union campaign for better wages and better conditions at the workplace. That's it for the weekend wrap this weekend. A short one. We are live at the Queenscliff Literary Festival. Bandied a fantastic panel on QAnon and on a short and shocking history of internet conspiracy cults yesterday. That will be on Radio National at some point. So look out for that. And of course, this afternoon at two o'clock, if you're in the area, if you're in Victoria, come on down to Queenscliff, the Queenscliff Town Hall, where Van will be chairing a panel on the importance of the ABC, our national broadcaster, who of course, we here at the week on Wednesday support uh, and wish all the very best of luck. So until we speak on Wednesday, remember to be kind to yourself and to each other.